Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of Cook the Books. My name is Martina Logan, and I'm back after a pretty decently long hiatus. Uh, with the holidays coming up, I'm stretching out the episodes a bit more because I need to make sure I can buy presents for my family and do things like make rent. So unfortunately, the podcast is taking a little bit of a hit. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back more consistently in the new year. Uh, but, you know, if you're feeling in the holiday spirit and are able to help out, I would love, 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 love for you to check out my Patreon. The link is in the bio of this episode and can also always be found on Facebook or Instagram. Both are at Cook the Books Podcast. Um, and so, yeah, uh, about this podcast, you may be listening to it directly on SoundCloud or an Apple Podcasts. Um, I've gotten some feedback that uh, people like Spotify podcasts, uh, and I promise that's coming soon. Um, but no matter how you're listening to it, you may have noticed that there are four whole episodes available. That's right. You can now stream every episode of the podcast because I finally got unlimited streaming, which is huge. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. That was a big step. Um, and so I'm very happy that you can access any of them at any time. Uh, next is sponsorship and, uh, then ultimately the inevitable world-class fame and stardom. Yeah. Uh, in order to get there, uh, I, I, I do need your help. <laughs> so please like, follow, rate, and subscribe everywhere you can. I desperately need your internet points. Please help me. I need them. Um, you hear successful content creators ask for them all the time, but now, like, I, I know from experience, they're, they're important. So please, I, I just want to be the PewDiePie of food. Or at least I think I do. I, I really, I don't know enough about him, so maybe that's controversial. I really never watched his videos, so I just like his name. Uh, I, I, donkey? Maybe I just want to be the donkey of food? I'll be the donkey of food. He's hilarious. Help me be successful like him. Um, okay, anyway, my good friend Derek Self is on this episode, and he and I had a lot to say, so I don't want to take up too much time here. I want to actually get to the episode. Uh, he and I had a ton of fun, and I really enjoyed our discussion. Uh, we even started our own hashtag, which you'll hear more about. Uh, it's hashtag findyourdollywood, and I'll be sure to include that in the episode description as well, because I, I would love for you to use it. Uh, I would love to hear about your Dollywoods after you hear a little bit more about what that means um and uh, it'd be super cool to have that conversation online um so yeah hashtag find your dollywood um and uh let's let's talk about that the menu uh of this episode included just like the most crazy tasty salmon uh with potatoes and sweet english pea and truffle puree topped with mushrooms and shallots oh my god i'm drooling just remembering it and it's been like a couple weeks now <laughs> I wish I was eating it right now. Um, I won't uh, take up any more time here. I'd love to get to the episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh... Yeah, so I, like, I had been looking for, for, like, just something to eat on. Mm-hmm. And... He and I also wanted to like display all my um, 
all these like trinkets and items that I got while I was studying abroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I wanted this like glass table, kind of exactly like this one. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was looking in Chicago, and it's like nine hundred dollars for yeah. like a decent table. That's like oh, this was made with garbage wood exactly it's just gonna fall apart and my dad was like oh i'll like uh you know call up to napanee indiana where they have the finest redwood and or like the finest (laughs) cherry and like get like make you a really great table and he did and i'm like i'm like convinced i was like dad you could sell this in chicago for twelve hundred dollars that's nuts like i want to see um oh it's so cool yeah is it actually like like redwood it uh so redwood um it is not uh, it's like <laughs> i don't know what it's redwood like, is I'm uh just... i think it's i think it's walnut actually oh okay and i i think he like gave me a choice and i was like i i really don't know my woods very well um no but we're no ron swanson i'm, I'm no i mean i'm an indiana boy but i'm no ron swanson <laughs> um so yeah, so my dad made this table. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. You know, I haven't tried the fish yet. Ooh, the peas are weird, but I like them. They're just so mm. different than anything I would normally. They are. It's eat. a different texture. It's they're also better than just peas like like little round, you know, your typical pea. I honestly hate peas. I do too. Yeah, but this is really good. Yeah, yeah I, like, I really I wonder hate what this peas. will be like. Oh, good. I'm glad we both hate peas. Yeah, this is. But funny like, we're that... just like this is this is decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, we both have a common enemy. <laughs> yeah, for real, my whole life. Back to coffee tables. This was free. Um, there's a group on Facebook called Freebox, and people just post things on there all the time. And I've gotten so many things on Freebox. It's a little ridiculous, actually. Freebox. So this yeah. is like this is like an eBay, except if you're just trying to give away things. But it's just for this neighborhood. Yeah. Oh. Whoever comments on the picture first gets it, and they just have to go pick it up. And so like this, that like mannequin over there was Freebox. What? I'm trying to think of anything else in here was Freebox. So it's like Lincoln Square specific website. Mm-hmm. And they should have them for different neighborhoods, oh, but I know okay. the Lincoln Square one's really active. Free box. Yeah, you should check it out. Oh my god, sorry. I am um, so I tried to start the keto diet today mm. and I am starving right now. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. And I'm just like trying to be cool about eating, but I'm like, oh my god, there's food in front of my face right now and it's so truffly and delicious and I'm I'm really excited. It's what does the keto diet entail? It's like uh I've heard people talk about it. I have a few friends on it, but Apparently, so it's mostly um, high in fat, high in protein, mm. and then you sub the rest of it with veggies. You try to, uh, like, do as little carbs as possible. So I'm kind of cheating with these potatoes, but, like, you can have a couple carbs in a day, but this is also my first day, and it's, I feel like podcast meal is going to be my cheat meal every single week, because, like, I'm not going to be like, okay, come to my book-specific Allergy-free <laughs> keto podcast, <laughs> friends. But... Just add one more really niche category. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and you also have to be a fan <laughs> of Ronaldo, the soccer player. 
This yeah, is a I Ronaldo don't... fan keto book specific <laughs> nutrition podcast. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not popular enough for that many categories for people to be like, excuse me. <laughs> well, you just wait. You just wait. One of these days. Yeah, but I feel like. <laughs> I feel like this podcast already has a lot of specificity. It like, really does. Which is great. Yeah. Which I love specificity in a in a good podcast. Like I think people I think people in content creation, here I am, um, passing along my little nuggets of wisdom. But Please I feel do. like people generally like like cast a net too wide and then they mm-hmm. just end up like t- like kind of talking about their lives yeah. whether it be yeah i guess that's usually with podcasts but i guess people do that in books or movies or music and i feel like i'm certainly like a i'm i'm the biggest perpetrator of that of like kind of this like broad don't have a really specific idea i mean it happens when i write music sometimes that it's like i don't what am i saying here no <laughs> like, no no, no, no. i'm, I'm like, totally the chorus, I'm, I'm totally like, following you because i i I don't think the projects that I've seen of yours have not been that broad. Like you do find something super specific, um, like with uh, Prom Night Perm, Derek's yeah. band. Um, hey, I will plug for Prom Night Perm. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's you have a very like specific look. You do a specific style of songs. Yeah, and a lot of '80s covers, but then like your original music really fits in the same mold as all of that. So, like, I don't think you're all over the place. It's not like you're, you know, trying to rap. Well, even though I'd love that. <laughs> That's really nice of you to say. I, I will probably not dabble in rap. This seems like a really bad time culturally for a white man to get involved with a, with a rap career. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to do the, like, it. I can the, do like, anything. Lincoln Park dwelling... 25 year old man getting into the rap game really late when he has so many other musical avenues to explore you're like like, listen on top of my 80s cover band rap (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you could do it yeah rap and ska (laughs) i'd love to see your ska band oh you're so tall watching you skank would be hilarious (laughs) my um the drummer in Prom Night Perm, uh, I'm, now I'm going to plug another band, is in a ska cover band. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I don't know what, the, I don't really know ska music that well, so I don't really know what they cover. But you're like a ska fan, kind of, right? Yeah, like, I don't want to say that I know everything about ska, but also every time I bring up ska, I realize no one listens to it. So I'm like, oh, I guess I am a relatively big fan of ska. Right. Um, like a guy I work with the other day. I asked him what kind of music he liked. He was like, I really like ska. And I was like, oh, cool. What kind of ska do you like? <laughs> and he was like, what did he say? He was like, I like Sublime. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, so, I was like, oh, I was just at a Real Big Fish concert. And he was like, who's who's Real Big Fish? And I was like, and we're done here. Yeah. Uh, you don't like ska. I'm sorry. You're a great person, but... <laughs> That's like the ska. Right, right. <laughs> that, that, yeah. How, also, is Sublime a ska? Band? No, I don't think I don't they think are. They are. <laughs> this guy's off the train. Oh my goodness. I think he was just saying Sub- things to see how long he could get away with. Right. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was like minimal, like 
experience with music is like <laughs> it's like ah oh, ska, ska's a genre <laughs> yeah literally my the best part the first thing i did at riot fest and honestly the best part of riot fest for me was i walked in the aquabats were playing oh. i walked back and I sang in a group of just, like, awkward, like, punk rock people. And I was the only one singing to the Aquabats. That's not yes. true. Some people knew some other ones. But I was so happy. Oh. Are you... I'm just dropping, <laughs> dropping food on my lap. This is so... My, like, my, I'm sure my mom will listen to this. And she's going to be like, oh, that's... That's such a Derek thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't help that we're sitting on a couch eating off really tiny plates that mm. I wanted to use just for pictures. So we're fine. They are picturesque. They're thank you. Very great plates. I don't. I can't remember if I told you why I made fish. Um, I wanted to make something. So I'm kind of trying to go like chronologically through the book right now. Mm. And so I wanted to make something that. I thought the elves would prepare mm. for visitors. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go with a river fish, so salmon. But then also still, like, kind of hearty with, like, the mushrooms and the potatoes. But I just... Okay, so... Every time I talk about it, I'm like, what a nerd. <laughs> you have a, no, you have a to be a nerd. Lord of the Rings. You have to be um, a nerd. No, and I, I mean, you know, more no, power to no, every nerd. Any, anyone who's a nerd. <laughs> Shout out nerds of go all nerds. varieties. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, anyway, um, I just wanted that to be something, uh, that the elves could probably, like, gather, mm. and I, they're river elves, so I wanted to do a river fish, um, this recipe originally called for trout, but I couldn't find trout, and I went to four different grocery stores to find truffle oil, and, and I, there was, it was supposed to be tarragon in the peas, couldn't find tarragon anywhere. Whoa. Couldn't I find don't it know what that is. Anywhere. It's like a leafy thing. Mm -hmm. I gotta Google it so that way you, I can actually explain. It. Oh, it was the last Google I made because I was like, "Where is it?" It's also known as estrogen. It's a species of perennial herb in the sunflower family. That doesn't say anything about the taste, but I don't know if I've ever. Tarragon with it sounds like sounds like like a fantasy character. Tarragon. <laughs> like yeah, like he's a playable character in uh, like Final Fantasy or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Battle as Tarragon. <laughs> well, apparently it helps with pain relief and induces sleep. Hmm. Oh, oh, Tarragon's great for you. In case you're wondering, everyone, from this brief Google search, apparently it's a staple ingredient in French cuisine. That's interesting. Wow. Known for its slightly bittersweet flavor with an aroma similar to anise. That makes sense. What is anise? I don't it's know. It's like that. the licorice tasting mm, that's mm, it, like mm -hmm. sweets. Okay. Um, but yeah, so in my opinion, elves. Okay, this is just. I, I did a little bit of research, mm -hmm. and the more, the more I looked into it, the more. I don't think elves eat. They never talk about anything elves eat outside of like lemba's bread and they talk about like a couple meals in the cimmerillion apparently um but they don't really talk about what they consume and so i think they just don't have to eat but i think they do maybe for like some sort of stamina or um maybe out of boredom because they're you know immortal or um they eat 
when they have guests and because it's the polite thing to do. Mm. So if they have people, they they eat uh, as like a social gathering. But I don't think they necessarily have to. But with all that in mind, I also think that they are um, like probably like culinary geniuses and have experienced pretty much any type of cooking. So I wanted it to be like kind of fancy and sleek because I was like, yeah. yeah, elves are gonna. Oh. Yeah, elves are like the Gordon Ramsays of, <laughs> of the middle. <laughs> they get really angry. Like, uh, oh, yeah, like really like moody. I love what you said about like elves. You, you, I, I, I would go along with that to say I suspect elves don't have to eat. Yeah. But they still do. And what I think is so fascinating about that is, like, like with uh, the fact that Soylent exists, like, humans don't really have to eat either. Like, That's true. Like, we, could, we can drink our meals in 30 seconds. But, like, I... So, I got a Soylent subscription <laughs> uh, for, like... And I tried it because I, like, right when I moved to the city, I was I was, like, very into the, like, kind of the, like foods tech scene crossover and okay. Soylent was sitting right at the heart of it. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh so I got the Soylent subscription and I drank like maybe five of them and felt miserable. I was like like first of all it tastes very chalky. Mm-hmm. Um uh and then also like so I added some chocolate to it and that helped with the taste and I was like, "Oh, I could I could do this." But it was just like pulling a Soylent bottle out of my room, drinking it in my room, and then getting on with my day. And I was like, I feel like what people love about food is the communal aspect of it. And this yeah. like, this fact that like even if we didn't have to eat, we'd still want to eat mm-hmm. because it's it it's so what connects us. Uh Agreed. to other people yeah. and like um yeah, and I also think like yeah, like, sitting around a dinner table. My parents were always very, like, adamant about the fact that we... I had two other brothers. That my brothers and I um, would always, like, sit at the table. Like, mm-hmm. like very rarely, maybe if a Colts game was on, would we, like, <laughs> go to the living room and... and yeah. Or if, like, if it's, like, the Grammy Awards or some, like, you know, like, big shebang in the living room, like, then maybe we go eat Sunday dinner in the living room. Yeah. But, uh, but otherwise it was, like, you can't, like, take your food to your room. You, like, like, I don't want you to, like, go sit on the couch. Like, this is the time when, when, as a family, we just, like, sit down and share about our day. And, like, do it over food. And I'm not, I'm not sure you could do it over anything else. No, because, I I mean, no, you're, you're totally right. What else are you gonna, besides maybe, like, a board game. But even then, your food is so, like, food's part of, like, your biological need. So... You, you have to consume it, whereas a board game, you would be focused on the board game. Right. So you can be yeah. focused on the meal, but it's sharing of the meal than anything. Right. My, my family was very similar, so we always had dinner together every night. We always had to sit at the table. Um, and uh, there was, like, one night a week when we would order, we'd each get a Domino's pizza or Chinese food. Like, if we mm. ordered Domino's or Chinese then that meant we could sit in the living room and watch TV, and we always watched, yes. like, Charmed. Uh, <laughs> um, A very special TV event. Yes. <laughs> We're like, witches mean <laughs> sitting in the living room. I don't know. Um, but, 
so I do have these like very vivid memories of just like oh, Chinese food means TV night. But other, yeah, but, yeah, these like associations. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, in college that completely stopped, and I haven't really had it since. And like, I haven't had, I haven't had like a dining room table since I moved out of my parents' house. Have you? No, I no, I haven't either. Um, I yeah, I'm trying to think. Not that I'd like sit around. Maybe in like my senior year of college. We, like, had a half table, but it wasn't, like, everyone would sit and eat at the same time. We Mm -hmm. didn't, like, my roommate and I didn't, like, cook at the same time. Right, Um, like, share a meal. Yeah, when I moved here, like I said, my dad made a coffee table for me, um, like, last winter. But up until then, yeah, it was, I, like, I didn't, like, sit around a dining room table. Yeah. Um, like, Emily, my girlfriend, has one now in Hyde Park, and it's so fun we just mm-hmm. but it, it's like the two of us and it's like um you know this like great you know big table that it's like oh you know like a few other people occasionally will come yeah you know um but it's but it's like oh just the fact of like sitting at this circular table mm-hmm. um i don't know ultimately i i, f- I feel like you're so right like food is is like it is the great unifier. It really is. That's what everyone everyone's talking about, food and the weather. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Was it cold? <laughs> no, it was warm. It was a warm sandwich. How was it outside? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I sat outside. It was a nice day while I ate my sandwich. And what I kind ate, of sandwich? A pastrami. Oh, and any condiments? <laughs> No. <laughs> Plain dry pastrami. <laughs> Gross. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's like it's like just having corned beef and rye bread. Mm. Like sand, so like, dry. like a it's like almost like the Reuben was created because people were like, I'm so tired of eating corned beef and rye bread. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um had some grout. It's funny, last year, um, Jake and I hosted uh, Thanksgiving together, and mm. we cooked this, like, massive feast. Oh, yeah, I remember feast. you guys hosted that. Yeah. It um, It was huge, and um, we found on the same, it's ridiculous, telling two free box stories in one podcast, but we got- <laughs> Freebox! Freebox! Yes. Sponsored by Freebox. <laughs> not, not really. Uh, Freebox? You looking, <laughs> you looking to get involved? <laughs> Please help me. Uh, please help me pay for SoundCloud. Um, but uh, we, I got this like ridiculously huge wooden like dining room tables. This very mm. it was formal dining room table, wow. and it needed some fixing up. Um, and it's so heavy, like old wood. And I think, I think the woman said that it had been in her family for like three or four generations. And um, it was, like, her great-grandfather's table. So it was really nice, and um, but it really needed some work. And we hauled it up to the second floor of Jake's apartment because uh, he, has, he has the space for it. Um, and it was, like, wobbly and awful. And we were like, we're going to 
we're going to fix this up. It's going to be a project so we can have like, <laughs> beautiful meals right. together. And that never happened. Uh, we put a tablecloth on top of it. <laughs> it <was laughs> fine. But but we had this like great table and then invited all these people over. And then it was like, oh shit, we don't have chairs. Like We, we don't mm. structure our lives around like the meal anymore. Mm-mm. So maybe if we no. had kids or something. It's all right. Yeah, like, yeah. Like sitting down and having a meal mm-hmm. or like having somebody make something for you. Like yeah. like me coming over and being like, oh my goodness, this meal is prepared. Um, like for, I feel like a lot of my friends rarely happens. Like Emily will occasionally like cook some fantastic meals for me and I'll occasionally cook some like very subpar meals for her. <laughs> um, I did lobster once, but oh, wow. that's like... Uh, but then I did like, <laughs> then I did Cheddar Bay biscuits from the box, <laughs> like Red Lobster brand, <laughs> to go along with it. Oh my god! Just to give the full Red Perfect. Lobster experience. Perfect. And the living room. Um. Yeah, you're like we don't have to go out. To right. Red- I brought Red Lobster to you. <laughs> There's no escaping it, Emily. Yeah, it's a, it's a microwave. It's a microwave <laughs> dinner Red Lobster. <laughs> that. That sounds Gross. awful. Hungry man, red lobster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, I'm going to talk about Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. here we are. Do you like Lord of the Rings? So I I should I should. This is a big disclaimer. So I keep talking. I like as we were corresponding before doing this. Uh-huh. I kept being like, I never want to leave the Shire. And yeah, I, you I, were. And I like get. I like. No, so I have watched the first Lord of the Rings. That is it. <gasps> you never know, right? Wait, you haven't read them either? No. No. And Emily Emily is in many ways my Gandalf, who has like like helped me venture into the world of Lord of the Rings. Okay, because okay. I think like um yeah, I I don't know. I love fantasy. I, you must I, say kind of. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like convinced, like, I'm, I feel like I'm very artistic and like, yeah. and kind of whimsical and have like, you know, like a kind of crazy imagination. But, but for some reason, like people are convinced I don't really like fantasy. I never really, I never read Harry Potter. Hmm. I never read Lord of, uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I did read Lord of the Flies. Okay. But, I, but Lord of the Flies is a more like... I'm more like, uh, oh, this has some, like, political undertones. Or I really love, yes. like, I love, um, uh, like, Unbearable Lightness of Being. I'm rereading that right now. Okay. So, so anyway, I, uh, I'll talk about later. But long story short. No, I, I, I have watched the first Lord of the Rings and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And also I had no idea that Sam was Rudy. Yeah, that's I was Rudy. like, what? That sh- that's Sean did you Astin? Learn th- did you learn that in my last podcast? I, so I had, I, that was the first time that I could apply that knowledge. Oh, yeah, And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I knew <laughs> that. That was the first time I could snap to, to those references. You were like, like, I know oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, okay, the reason I gasped when you said that was not out of, like, disdain for you mm-hmm. not reading it. It was more that I, I thought you just loved Lord of the Rings from our conversation. I, I know, and I do. But only the first one. <laughs> well, because Lord of the Rings is a political allegory as well, mostly for like the industrial That's right. revolution. Yeah, and yeah. like potentially 
like people have said the atomic bomb, but that's not true. Is that right? I don't like the think ring so. is like nuclear power. Right. I I mean I think you could take the metaphor Conceive in that, that direction. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know for sure. I but I mean definitely you know a dictatorship and corruption yeah. of power. Yeah, and that's why I loved it. I was like, this is. Yeah, and I guess I don't need all my fantasies to have political undertones, but, like, the, <laughs> the fact that, like... Add to that, like, niche group. Be like, okay, and... <laughs> and also, yeah, so this is a podcast about salmon. This is a <laughs> podcast about Lord of the Rings, and this is a podcast... Which one? Who did you say? I, okay, honestly, I, you said a soccer player. The only names coming Ronaldo. to mind. Oh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. For some reason, Ronaldo in my mind morphed into two different people: Lionel Messi and Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, Lionel Messi is trying to, like, get a new contract, and he's hired Rudy Giuliani <laughs> as, like, a like a consultant. <laughs> like, Rudy Giuliani, who knows nothing about soccer. No, I mean, what does he know anything about, anyway? Um, I don't know. What a, what a guy who, like, blew his legacy. Like, <laughs> right. what a guy who, like, so, with, with like... Arguably, a, a reasonable amount of grace handled one of the most, like, difficult periods of American oh, history. Oh, absolutely. Like, honestly, <laughs> his legacy absolutely could have been the care he took of New York during 9-11. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, and, yeah. And, and I'm a progressive <laughs> saying that. Yeah. No, but, like, he, uh, <laughs> just the fact that he, yeah, like, decided... No, I don't want. I don't want to like find myself among these like, like political like heroes in some way, and I'd rather be just like the scum of the political world. Mm-hmm. Is so strange to me. It's it's like I don't know. I think it's this temptation towards I don't know, just not giving a shit that I think a lot of like people. Uh, maybe adopt later in life or like I don't know what I, it is. I, I don't know but I don't want to I don't want I don't want to get too political but also no I don't either but also midterms are tomorrow so oh like, yeah rock our heads. rock yeah. that vote rock that no. vote hey yeah, I don't want to get political either no yeah yeah everyone's everyone's tired of I just saw Barack Obama speak yesterday Yay! so I'm just like ah, Barack the vote Barack y'all. the vote um, but I don't get what Rudy Giuliani's getting out of this. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. long-winded yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, or you, I, I think they, like, generally, like, the conservative political ideology is very self-interested and, like, right. economically, as well as sometimes socially, though I do have conservative friends who, like, care a lot about some social issues, yeah, namely, how, like, environmentalism. Yeah, but how can you care about that if you're not going to pay for it? Yeah, no, I mean, you make a great point. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but but I am, like, I, I do, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I do, like, I, I disagree with it, and I have a different point of view, but mm-hmm. I respect this, this fact that, yeah, and maybe an ideal world, if we're all looking out for our own self-interests, mm-hmm. uh, the economy is is 
better, but I, I, we have a government, so we, I don't know. That gets more into, like, my economic beliefs, which... Well, and that's why a Marxist. hobbit... <laughs> <laughs> that's why a hobbit is the perfect carrier of this all-consuming power, because they can't mm. be corrupted by it like a wizard mm. could be, which, I don't know, let's say a wizard represents... I don't know, what would a r- wizard represent... Because I feel like man represents, like, capitalism or what, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say there. The hobbits are totally the Green Party, right? Mm-hmm. Wizards are maybe Marxists. I Wizards, don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. Marxists. That's you probably think, good. Because, yeah. like, Marx, like, Marxist theory, like, communist theory works in theory. Right. But in, in actuality, it's only ever been awful. Right. Um, so yeah, I think the wizards are, I think that's a really great... I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. That wizards are Marxists. Mm. Yeah, wizards are Marxists. <laughs> Let the record reflect. That's, Marxists... Yeah, that's canon. Uh... <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Tolkien's ghost is going to come visit me and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're reinventing history. Well, it's kind of like how, um, I, I can't really speak to this because I haven't read Harry Potter. But right. like, it's so inundated in our culture, it's fine. But I feel like, <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, J.K. Rowling has, like, kind of, like, reinvented what Harry Potter was about in some ways. She needs to stop. I don't want to, I don't want to get, I'm sorry I'm jumping on your point right now, but she needs to stop that. Yes. And yeah. similarly, Paul McCartney has reinvented what some of the, like, and we're both be- huge, huge Beatles fans. What? That's why we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only reason we're friends. We love the Beatles. <laughs> And no one else we know likes the Beatles, We've so not, we're friends. Yeah, right. We, we haven't made any other friends because no one else likes the Beatles. Yeah, they made very specific music. It only appealed to a very small audience and only lasted ten years. Um, they, um, but no, like, Paul McCartney has in some ways been accused of, like, re, kind of reimagining his creative process behind some of the songs he wrote. Mm. And I love Paul McCartney. And I think he can totally do that. If he wants to say that, like, Blackbird was was a civil rights song, like, he can say that. But I've heard that it hasn't always been a civil rights song. But when yeah. I saw him in concert, he he said something like, I saw what was happening. He's like, I saw what was happening over there in America. Uh, that's just a bad... I do a good Paul McCartney sometimes. <laughs> You have to, like, really... I saw what was happening. I'm not doing a good one either. It's like, I saw what was happening over there in America, and, uh... And it was just so bad in in the news over here in... Chelsea. (laughs) Every day we were... You're just seeing... I mean, like, like... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't think Blackbird was about the civil rights. I don't think so either, but I, I think... But Paul, I think was was suggesting that. I was was the it concert. the concert? Yeah, we were at the same concert. concert. Yes. Yeah, of course, because we're the only two people there. <laughs> it was flanked up. Yeah, right. It was, he was like, I thought I was going to have to cancel the show. Yeah. <laughs> Who would buy tickets to Paul McCartney? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to the Beatles. <laughs> Thank God, there are two people here in Chicago. Ringo, oh. Ringo went on tour. Nobody. <laughs> Everyone went saw Ringo and not me. 
poor Paul. Um, Paul, poor, yeah, poor Paul. <laughs> Paul McCartney's who we should be feeling bad for. Yeah, oh, absolutely. What a what a hard life. Um, if there are any of the four Beatles we should feel bad for. Yeah, right. It's Paul, it's Paul McCartney. The one living, most successful one. <laughs> I just, I will never get over, um his daughter after the divorce with his last like ex-wife what was her name i don't remember so he's currently married to linda right no linda died oh years ago <laughs> what kind of paul mccartney fan i are don't you? know he was like and this one's for linda i always thought it was still his wife yeah i think she'll always be like, yeah i like, think in yeah. my mind what was what she's yeah she's his forever love yeah he married another woman who had a fake leg she was a model hmm. who had a fake leg. I'm gonna, I'm gonna googling Paul McCartney's yeah, yeah, yeah. wives, because he's had so many the merry the merry wives of <laughs> McCartney. Desperate housewives of Paul McCartney. Okay, so 1969, 1998, she, he was Lin, he was married to Linda McCartney. Oh, Linda. And then um, she passed away. And then he married Heather Mills in 2002, and so uh, they got a divorce in 2008, and now he's married to Nancy Cheval. Hmm. Um, oh, okay, so Heather Mills uh, is an English media personality, businesswoman, and activist. Mills came to public attention when she was a model and in 1993 and was involved in a collision with police motorcycle in London. So in that collision, she lost a leg. Oh my god. Um, which I know, and but like continued to model and like be an activist. And uh, wow. truth be told, I don't know a ton about Heather. Okay, like this is <laughs> all, all I know is she lost a leg uh, and was a model. But Paul's daughter, after the divorce was finalized, she was a jewelry designer, is a jewelry designer, and mm. her main piece for the season after the divorce was finalized was of like a necklace of a golden leg. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> That's so no. messed up. Wow. Is it Stella McCartney? Is Stella yes. McCartney? Is it Stella? Because really? she's out. a designer for sure. And I've always wondered if Paul's related to Jesse McCartney. I, I it was rumored for a so. long time. What if she was? Yeah, Stella McCartney's like, I think, a high-end fashion designer. Yeah, Stella, Stella Nina McCartney. She's is, related to Paul? Is Paul's daughter. What? Yep. I never knew that. I should wear more Stella McCartney. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to look up Stella McCartney uh, leg <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear that. I just, that I don't know enough about Heather, Heather Mills. Man, what a nasty divorce. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's really awful. Come on, Stella. <laughs> Stella. Wow, Stella. Obviously not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Let the record reflect that I just finished my meal. Yay! Hey! I'm gonna Please plug do. my band again. Please do! <laughs> Prom Night Perm, playing Reggie's Rock Club, December 14th. Yeah, they are. In Chicago. Uh, so <laughs> there's a line in, in the song I wrote, Love in the Nuclear Age, that's like, uh, did you read the Dalai Lama tweet in the middle of a sleepless night? Because I read this Dalai Lama tweet, like, when, like, every, like, like, there were, tensions were very high between the U.S. and North Korea. Mm -hmm. It was maybe just, like, for show. I think some of it is, like, oh, there's actually a diplomacy issue here. But I, like, 
I was very scared myself, like terrified. And it's why I wrote the song. Yeah. But then I read this Dalai Lama tweet in the middle of the night that was like, uh, like, uh, <clears throat> there's inner beauty and compassion mm-hmm. and like warm heartedness in the world. Like, go spread it or something. And I was like, oh, Dolly. That's really nice. We do really mm. need more of that because everything is so, everything is so heightened all the time. I and know. like, can I can I pitch an idea? Please, Dollywood. Except it's the, the except Dalai it's the Dalai Lama. Lama. Except it's Dalai Lama, like wholesome, kind-hearted compassion. It's like it's like Dollywood, except except for like roller except for like roller coasters and like nine to five blaring over the loudspeakers yeah it's like yoga yeah this is just and, a yoga retreat and like zen. Yeah. it's a zen retreat <laughs> i love that it's called I would, go to, I would go to that tomorrow i'd be like i'm just gonna go to dollywood and you're like oh dolly part and you're like no dolly no Lama. the dolly <laughs> llama i i have been to dollywood dolly parton's amusement park and i i like it yeah. I, I enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I've never been, which is ridiculous because I'm from fun. the I south. It's fun. I went with my family. I, I don't think I'd have enjoyed it going on my own, but I love being with my family. And, like, I I feel like uh, I've been watching a lot of Fraser lately. <laughs> there's this there's this great there's this great episode when, when Fraser is like, have I lost touch with the common man? I think he says this, and he's like, have I lost touch with the common man, Niles? And Niles is like, no, Fraser, the common man has lost touch with you or something. Like, oh, okay, okay, fine. And this oh just God. like ridiculous, like two like very you know hoity-toity oh, lofty yeah. language guys, you know. But I'm sometimes like, can I, you know, can I still live in Chicago and love Do- like Dolly Parton's? amusement park and absolutely i can oh, yeah and i'm going to you totally can yeah you know that's a, its own version of zen it's just going to it dollywood is. The real it is dollywood. yeah right yeah. the real dollywood yeah. dollywood <laughs> the real zen <laughs> yeah, my, my moment of zen can is you imagine right dollywood. My <laughs> zen is dollywood can you imagine do- like Dollywood trying to win over like urbanites and their their pitch is like Dollywood the real zen we what if what kind of marketing team would it take to make like dot like Dolly Parton yoga you know or like like some no. sort of like zen retreat that's just like uh I don't know Jolene's too sad there's nothing zen about Jolene but There's not there. I think that uh, Dolly Parton yoga is a great idea. I feel like it could be a Geico commercial. Like uh, Geico, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> hey Geico, are you doing sponsored content on niche podcasts? Here's a chance. So guy, so Geico does a commercial. Like, can you save fifteen percent or more on car insurance? Can Dolly Parton do a? <laughs> downward dog she's like hey y'all <laughs> she's in cowboy boots and she's got her big hair yeah. but the rest of it's like yoga clothes <laughs> hey y'all i'm gonna transition back to lord of the rings yes 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 okay are you a hobbit elf man or dwarf or well, a wizard i guess mm, oh 
I'm I'm going to entertain the idea that I'm a wizard. Okay. I'm going to entertain that idea. I I yeah, I guess I see Gandalf as someone who as as someone who has watched one movie of Lord of the Rings, never read the books. But it's here's okay. a hot take on Gandalf. <laughs> uh, I... So wait, as far as you know, Gandalf comes to the Shire. Yeah, yeah, and he's and very he, and, nice. And, and then he... <laughs> he's, he's very kind to <laughs> so nice. all the hobbits. Yeah, just and, but then sweet he, guy. but then he just is just like Frodo. You're responsible for this ring, and he gives him this yeah this yeah unbelievable task. And then he vanishes, and then they meet up again, and then they fight a giant demon in some mines, yes. and then Gandalf dies, and that's all you know about Gandalf. Yeah, that is all Holy I know about Gandalf. shit. Yeah, that, that's the extent to which I can say I'm a wizard. It's that <laughs> I go... Oh I, my god! I ask, I ask my friends to go on grand quests... On my behalf, and then I die. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like entertaining the idea that that somehow I'm I'm a wizard in this. I think I'm a Sam as well. I love Sam. Okay, but that's more of like a character, a character. than a, than like, than like a... a what. So what does a wizard represent to you? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like. Are you gonna spoil the series? No, no, that's okay. Um. They they represent wisdom and great mm. power. They're also <laughs> extremely mysterious um, mm-hmm. and uh, tend to be not. They're not forgetful, but they are occupied by their own agenda. So <laughs> it's not that they. It's not that they're forgetting about others. It's that what they have going on, like their stakes are so high like in their daily life that like they're not going to think about oh yeah i gave the ring to the hobbit like because he he the reason he left was because he had a bunch of other things to take care of you know and he got you know he he got captured by saruman saruman is the worst but he's a wizard too i know yeah it's like oh saruman you know, <laughs> don't really know what we're talking. I don't like Saruman. <laughs> no, I, I no, remember from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, thinking, he's he's the worst. Oh, this bad boy. He, yeah, Christopher Lee. Come on, man. Oh, he uh, was bad. He was just so mean to Gandalf, who, yeah. as I mentioned, was just so nice in the Shire. He was just like, everyone just go sweet... back to the Shire. I know. I'll, so I think, if anything, I am the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> I am just a place. I am a place. Of bliss. Okay, I like that. I, yeah. I'm gonna... This is my... You, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. be the Shire if you want to be. Yeah. I, will, I will play with some... Yeah. The Shire is your prog. Shire. Um, but... <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's such a great inside... That's such a great inside joke. Um, just to fill everyone in. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm notorious for talking about how I spent six months in Prague at the end of my collegiate career. And it was a beautiful place. It's the poor man's Paris. And I was the happiest man alive. I, walking yeah, those cobblestone streets. Every time every time you 
every time Prog comes up with conversations, you you just light I jump up. on it. You get, you get you get this like gleam in your eye. The Shire is my Prog. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I yeah, I loved. But well, oh, what I was gonna say is, character. um, I think you're an elf. An elf. Yeah, I don't know. Derek Elf. Derek. Derek um, Ray Elf, born July 26, 1993, <laughs> social security number. No, no, no! You don't want to. This is going on the internet. 800, 1 800, safe auto. Steamer. Stanley Steamer makes your. Stanley Steamer. Um, sponsored by Stanley Steamer. Um, no, for some reason I do think you're an elf. An elf. Um, hmm. I don't. Maybe it's more of, like, a vibe that I get from you than any, like, specific, like, characteristics you have. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. You could make anybody anything, you know, but... Sure, yeah. Um, I, elves are just, like, super stealthy and, like, cool and, like, have, um... And I just feel like things come very naturally to them. Hmm. And I just, I mean, you can, like... You, you've you got this beautiful singing voice. You've got this amazing, like, presence, like, can play instruments and stuff. And, like, oh, I don't well, know that's, why. That's really kind of you to yeah, say. You're, well, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, that's very kind of you to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I happily accept being an elf. <laughs> in, in that case. With, like, a perm. With, like, yeah. a perm. Um, with, yeah, little, like, elf ears and a, like, giant, like, hollow notes perm. Please do that. <laughs> For the next Halloween. Like elf ears? Yeah. And a I'm perm. Prom, prom, Derek Elf and the Prom Night Perm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, my god. Okay, next. Okay, yes. that's. We'll, we can stop talking about Lord of the Rings now. Um, yeah, I mean, I love talking about it, but I feel like a fraud. No! You have a valid perspective to bring, yeah. so. But if you. But I want to be like. You just hadn't told me. If you've been like, yeah, I love Lord of the Rings, yeah. and I would have been like, you do. Yeah. Then I would. You'd have never known. But I, I feel yeah. like I have to be forthcoming. No, that's. I mean, yeah. it was. It's just interesting because like it was such a big part of my childhood that and it was one of those like blockbusters that I was like everybody's seen right. this. Like this I is know. this like unifying thing. But like Harry Potter is the same way. And like I know. Yeah. You know, Titanic. Did you see? Never Titanic? seen it. I didn't see Titanic until I was in college. Really? Yeah, my mom didn't huh. want me to watch it because of the sex scene, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Is I that when they decide if they can both fit on the raft? That's how they know. <laughs> They're just like, remember our sex scene? Uh, that's why only one of us can fit. <laughs> The raft scene in in Titanic is totally informed by the sex scene in Titanic. That's foreshadowing that I Damn. never even thought about. But you're yeah. right. You just answered. You just answered it. Everyone's been asking that for for years. Yeah. I mean, get me on, get me on some fan theories of movies I haven't seen. Could go on for days. This is the new podcast. Um, Die Hard. Yeah. Every Bruce Willis movie except Looper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, his best movies. Definitely Die Hard 2. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Total Recall. That's my secret. Total Recall. 
What is what tell a, me tell me what Total Recall is about? So what? Oh gosh, this movie absolutely <laughs> insane. So I I mean, who would think? Who would think that you couldn't get a blender right the first time? <laughs> God damn. Who would think? You just think making a blender isn't too hard. Well, not for the folks at Ninja. Total Recall. <laughs> Total Recall is Bruce Willis. Starring as a ninja exec, trying to deal with the fallout of a product recall of the ninja $120 blender. And he goes in as a, with his ninja training. Right, he yes. He has to battle mm -hmm. other ninjas yes. to get the blenders back. Yeah, Jackie Chan is also in the movie, <laughs> little known fact. Is Jackie Chan the bad guy? He is, yes. And he is, he's, he's one of the like he's one of the like consumer like yelp reviewers who's like <laughs> i got pieces of plastic in my in my he's apparently a jewish man from long island <laughs> jackie Some chan of the best character work jackie <laughs> chan has ever done <laughs> oh man oh total recall great really great movie it's a good movie yeah, yeah. it's very it's I don't understand how more people don't talk about Jackie Chan's portrayal of a Long Islander <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, he's great. I he's know, great as a Long Islander. Some people yeah. say it's Bruce Willis' best movie, but I think it's Jackie it's Chan's It's Jackie best Chan. <laughs> it was really a star vehicle for Jackie Chan. <laughs> I really want to see this movie with Bruce Willis like as a ninja right. going up against Jackie Chan as a Long Island ninja. Yeah. And it's all about blenders. Yeah, right. Like like will they will they blend? Will will it blend? Will it blend? Okay. <laughs> favorite what's your favorite book? Favorite book is um uh How to Kill a Mockingbird. That way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was I was trying so hard not to say how to train your dragon. I was like, don't like don't mix up to kill a mockingbird with how to train your dragon. And I was like, like just make sure you get it right. Oh, I I loved. I've read To Kill a Mockingbird twice. I've read Ghost of Watchmen. I can't believe, I can't believe I just totally. Don't. Totally garbled the <laughs> the the name of that book. Okay. Wow. Please, please um, tell me what How to Kill a Mockingbird is about. <laughs> the War and Peace by Tolstoy. <laughs> Great book. Oh, gee whiz. Oh God. Oh, most things fall apart. <laughs> Everyone read that in college. <laughs> Um, oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, Full Metal The Alchemist. How yeah. to Kill a Mockingbird: A Step-by-Step -step Field Guide. It's actually a very short book. Yeah, right. It's Mostly it just involves shooting eight, a mockingbird. Eight pages. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of diagrams. Right. Shooting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was getting ready to say to kill a mockingbird because I've been prepping that because that was. That was that was a, a a reply I had prepped. I was right, like, and then I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> uh, then I was like, "Oh, like how to train a dragon?" Suddenly popped into my head. And I was like, I "Don't mess these two up on 
national television. I and wish what do you, you know? Was, I wish you national television. That's what's happening. This is going. It's going on. It is. Uh, uh, BBC Two. BBC Two. This is going on ESPN Twelve. Uh, <laughs> okay, so huh. I, I have heard of a book called To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, do you know that one? I've heard. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of that one. <laughs> I, I read that. In Harper high Lee Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> Harper Lee Oswald. How to Kill a Mockingbird. How to Kill a Mockingbird. It's oh. just about JFK. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Yes, for sure. Uh, why Why is To Kill a Mockingbird your favorite book? I think I read it at the perfect time. Okay. I, th- I read it when I was a uh, my first year of high school. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a book that when you grow up in the middle of Indiana and you aren't exposed to people who don't look like you, mm-hmm. um, but still being able to understand what it means to empathize and relate to people who are who are in different whether it's like different socioeconomic mm-hmm. uh different like social classes whether it's different like um or, or economic classes whether it's like like a, a different race different religion different sexual orientation um i i think that it was a book for me that exemplified all those things and what it meant to um, as, uh, you know, a- as Atticus made a very unpopular decision in the name mm-hmm. of, of civil rights or in, mm-hmm. and in the name of, of, uh, of, I think what is good and just, and I think being young and having that example, um, and getting to read about it in kind of this like really fun coming of age story for yeah. Scout as well. I really identified with Scout. Really? Yeah. Like I, I I think I just said I identified with Atticus, but I think who I really identified with was Scout. It was like was not was not really knowing the the world outside my junior high, yeah, yeah. then junior high, early high school walls and like not seeing the kind of like strife that comes with um like uh you know um coexisting yeah and like i i think it's very easy to coexist when you're with people who look like you and talk like you and have the same religious or political beliefs Mm -hmm. as you and certainly that was not always the case for me um and and i you know um traveled a lot growing up and I I feel like and my parents were you know exposed me to uh, a a lot of more worldly things as I was growing up but anyway long story short is like it it just resonated with me at that time in my life uh and and I love coming of age stories I think they're the best they're my favorite genre for sure they're beautiful yeah um well okay so I I would say that um uh, I think it's totally fair that you could identify with both Atticus and Scout because maybe you maybe you identified more with Scout when you were younger and m- I can see like striving to be like Atticus. I think at and now point. that's and yeah. I think I'm like reinventing. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. I'm Paul McCartneying my entire favorite book. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it's I, right. always been Atticus. It's yeah, been Atticus. right. Yeah. 
What we oh, need to talk about food. What's your favorite food? My favorite food. So I always used to say steak. And steak is a great food. And I really enjoy steak. But I have have come to enjoy other things as well. <laughs> no <laughs> that may way. be favorites. <laughs> Such as a Greek salad sans the potato. Sans the tomatoes. <laughs> wow, I am just so well spoken tonight. <laughs> I feel like something about putting a microphone in front of you too, you're just like, I've forgotten every thought I I've know, ever had. Yeah. yeah. My um, potatoes become tomatoes. <laughs> gross. Shout out. Shout out, um, Evan, not, <laughs> I don't even know who to, shout out Matt Mots. Hey Matt, we'll just keep talking to, this, this podcast is oh, I love, dedicated uh, to Matt Mots. So I was, I was paid $5 to come onto this podcast and promote Baby Bell. <laughs> I love some good, I love some Baby Bell cheese. Wait. This podcast? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Did someone from Baby Bell pay you? They're like, oh, you're going sponsored on sponsored content. Ooh, I my, want, I want five dollars for my podcast. I'll so, just pass so, it along. Uh, I have a Patreon that Baby Bell can totally. Uh, oh yeah, add to. hit up that Patreon, my Wait. Baby Bells. <laughs> <laughs> hit it up. Um. So, your favorite food used to be steak. Now, now it's, it's Baby Bell. <laughs> My favorite food used to be steak. Now, it's Baby Bell. Baby Bell, the Tide Pod of the Cheese World. I stole that from a friend. <laughs> and you I stole it from Reddit? You stole it from Moon Subreddit. Okay, well, that was enlightening. Um, now I know you've, you've been bought. Um, yeah, well, yeah. everything I've said has been sponsored by <laughs> Bruce Willis, Paul McCartney. And Baby Bell Cheese. And <laughs> Harper Lee Oswald. And baby bell cheese. So I so I love I do like steak still, but I feel like that was such like, ooh, I'm trying to be like macho in uh like in in like high school mm-hmm. and like I love a good steak, but really I was like I'm a quinoa boy through and through. That's valid. I love quinoa. I love quinoa too, and I don't think if that's your favorite food, then like. Don't be ashamed. I love quinoa now. I and I love a good olive oil on top of it. And it's got to be mm. it's got to be a good olive oil. Yeah, like a rich one. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So I love quinoa, but I have to make it with a broth. Because Oh, really? Yeah, if you just make it with water, I think it's so bland. Really? Yes. Have you tried olive oil? <laughs> Salt? <laughs> You know, okay, honestly, I've, I've cooked it with, like, an olive oil mm, in it, mm-hmm. but I have never just put olive oil on top of it afterwards, so maybe I need to, like, get a nice yeah. extra virgin. I mean, I have one from, like, a California one. Yeah. Can we talk about olive oil for a second? Yeah, because olive oil, yeah, I think, yes, I would love you to, to talk. What do you have to say about I, olive oil? I was going to say, olive oil is, like, like, the base of the cooking world. It is, like, like, it is... Like, you can make or break a dish with olive oil. Oh, yeah. Like, and and no one ever told me that cooking could be as easy as just olive oil. Yeah. And I cook everything in olive oil. Well, okay, you, maybe, okay, so, couple things. Yeah. 
Olive oil should only be used for like a medium heat. So if you need to like fry something or need like a high heat, don't use olive oil because it will become carcinogenic. Really? So, yeah, and you have a that you may like you have a higher chance of burning your food um, if you tr- if you try to heat up an really? olive oil too high. So I try I for for like high heat stuff. I normally use like safflower or sunflower oil. Oh. Yeah, you could also Interesting. Do, yeah, you could do like grapeseed. I think avocado huh. oil is high heat too. Um, but olive oil is best for you when it's raw. Without being like cooked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Like pouring it over a good Greek salad sans the potatoes. <laughs> I <laughs> people need to stop putting potatoes in Don't their Greek put, salads. Don't put yeah, please. Yeah. We yeah, why Who, what's just, going just on? Just get the potatoes out of there. <laughs> um another thing that I feel like I've talked about on another podcast, but I can't remember because it's been 2 weeks now, but um so people think I'm insane when I bring this up, but this is 100% real. Um, the Greek mafia has a monopoly on olive oil exports. What? Yes. So Yo. they cut all of their exported olive oil with soy oil and makes it a lot cheaper to produce. And, um, like, so obviously it lasts longer because they're cutting it. So, um, I have to be really careful with the olive oil that I eat because oh, I'm allergic wow. to soy. Um, so, yeah, I, I only buy olive oil from California. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, California olives? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I miss a good, like, Greek olive oil, because it is different. It is different, yeah, and I've only recently come to, to know that and appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe that's a little, maybe that's a little bougie of me to be like, oh, I love a good, <laughs> I love a good fruity note olive oil, but I do, I love it, it's good. Just, you know what, love it, that's fine. Yeah. Love what you love. Love, yeah, right, I can love Dollywood and Dollywood. <laughs> you gotta love you know, what you love. Just that's, get a nice you know. olive oil and drizzle it over your quinoa. Yeah. Really evoke those nutty flavors. Yeah. Really good. You, do you did you ever have uh, Namdi? Namdi, no. uh, he's he's a shout out Namdi, uh, great um, improv instructor at IO. Was in was oh. uh, is on three peat. Oh um, yeah, okay, no. He uh, he always said uh, he was always like you love what you love. You gotta love that shit. You gotta love it. And someone said that to me in that's college. That's great. That's great advice. Yeah. I just I, I think like that's that's my thing now. It's just like you love who you love, you love what you love. Yeah. Just you know, as long as you're not hurting. You're anybody, not hurting anyone, like, right? Yeah. yeah. You can love cares? you can love NASCAR, sure. If Go for it. Yeah, right. So that's what you love. And you can simultaneously love like Thoreau, like. Yeah. Jeff Gordon, and Henry David Thoreau, not at odds with each other. Definitely not. You could totally just bring your copy of Walden <laughs> to the Indie 500. <laughs> you sit there with your headphones on. Right. So zen. That, yes. That's your Dollywood. That is... <laughs> Find your personal Dollywood. Find your Dollywood at cookthebookspodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag find your Dollywood. 
I like Get it trending. But I also love that. I love this idea of like combining something that's very quintessentially like rural with something that's maybe more quintessentially urban. There it is. And like that's your Dollywood. I kind because of because it's love honestly this. it's a portmanteau of like the Dalai Lama and and Dolly Parton's Dollywood, which yeah. is very much a kind of this fusion of like co- seemingly contrasting ideas. Yeah. Hashtag find your Dollywood. I'm gonna go buy that domain. I'm so into this, yeah. honestly. Yeah, like let's. That could be like a a great like self help website it of could some be. kind. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. What would be a food? What would be a food that you're like, oh, that one? Like peanut butter and jelly. You're like, oh, that goes together. What would be a food that would be like part of the in the hashtag find your Dollywood? I mean, I think it, this isn't. This probably isn't the best example, but like off the top of my head, I'm thinking about your two favorite foods. You could have. Like a steak and quinoa salad. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like get yourself a good, like some good meat and yeah. then get yourself some like, like food you don't know how to pronounce. And yeah. And, a steak like, and a sible. <laughs> Asiable. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a great, that's. We're that's going to do one. it. I'm. That's I'm gonna promote finding your Dollywood. Hashtag find your Dollywood. Um, okay, so you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, cooking for Emily, but yes, do you have a favorite food to cook for someone else? Yeah. Um, so I did that that kind of like homemade red lobster when I yeah. made lobster, and then made those Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah. Red Lobster branded. Shout out Red Lobster. <laughs> um, I. So that was like a, that was a really fun to be like, oh, I can do this seemingly hard. Like I never knew I could cook a lobster and it seemed mm-hmm. like, oh, lobster is like fun and, and it tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. So I love, I love kind of like if I'm, if I'm going to cook for someone, like mm-hmm. getting something like kind of, uh, like just being a little fancy. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like putting some like yeah, effort like, into like it. Like putting on a top hat and like twirling <laughs> a cane and serving up some lobster. Um. <laughs> Damn, alright, that is way more than I was expecting. Like, you bring your tails out from when you were, like, <laughs> mayor of the juke Exactly, ju- exactly. Ju- juke joint, whatever, yeah. Oh yeah, you that were mayor. murder mystery, the murder mystery party. I, I, so I like, yeah, something a little, a little fancy, if I'm gonna, That's like, cool. cook something. Mm-hmm. My family. What's your favorite meal that your mom cooks you? My favorite meal that my mom cooks, I love uh, her lasagna. Yeah. Lasagna, yes. It it is extremely good. My mom, oh, my mom makes scotcheroos that she swears. So my mom swears that these scotcheroos that she makes are like from the back of the of the like rice krispie box. Okay, I don't but, know what a scotcheroo oh, is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So a scotcheroo is like rice, like rice crispy. It's like a rice crispy treat. Okay. Except imagine you add some like, um, like molasses, not molasses chips, butterscotch chips, Ooh. and also chocolate chips, and you make this sauce, and it becomes like kind of a crispy, saucy thing. Oh my god! And then you put like a layer of chocolate on top. What? Like chocolate cut with a little bit of like butterscotch. It is so much better than a rice oh, crispy treat. So yes. So apparently my mom is like, oh yeah, it's just like something off the box. And, but 
everyone loves my mother's scotcheroos. They're like the hit at every family get together, at every like like church gathering, at every like uh any yeah, it just anytime she brings scotcheroos, there never any left. That's, they're so good and I'm like I'm convinced like I've gotta try that. Like that's yeah. that sounds like a really when it, it sounds relatively easy, but like such a like I don't know, fun thing. Like, I feel like people would freak out about something like that. Anything you add butterscotch to, oh, the best day of your oh, life. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And it's also like, I've had other scotcheroos that aren't my mom's. I'm like, oh, like this, this is, this is not, this is not it. This isn't my mom. This is not mom's. <laughs> You're not even, you can't even be a You're mom. You're not my mom. You're not my mom. Stop trying to feed me this. <laughs> don't feed me scotcheroos if you're not my mom. <laughs> My dad, my dad makes a really great stir fry with oh, candy nice. carrots. He, oh. Like, he takes, he takes baby carrots and cuts them up and then adds some brown sugar. Ooh. And, and like stirs it in while the water's boiling. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, those carrots are candied and they're so good. Oh, yeah. Um, candy carrots are Delicious. Have you, do you know? Is this a thing? Do you know candy carrots? <laughs> do you? Are you, fam- do you? Are you familiar? <laughs> yes, I've had candy carrots. Wow, I didn't. I thought that was a my dad thing. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> like scotcheroos are my mom thing. <laughs> I just love that you're like yeah scotcheroos. I'm like what's that? But like candy carrots. Yeah, candy carrots because carrots are like a sweet thing. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> This is devolved. This conversation. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I like oh. I not with like baby carrots though. I normal. I feel like it's normally like bigger carrots. Cutting mm. baby carrots just is dangerous. Okay, like I maybe it's with bigger carrots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I accidentally bought candy carrots for like one of the other things I made for this podcast. I had to cut them up, and I was like, "This was a mistake." Uh, yeah, that's. Bad. I should have bought normal sized carrots. Yeah. Okay, last question. Yes. yes. Do you have any cooking advice you could leave us with? Cooking advice. Any I feel like anyone who knows me and who listens to this is going to be like this man has no advice. Do to, This man is no sage. We'll do what you say, not what you do, so it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. again. Yes. Perfect. I so I think yeah, my advice would be maybe to not So so two things. One, my my like kind of like ability to cook more nutritious things or have more nutritious food increased significantly through the purchase of one ninja blender that was really? not recalled. <laughs> I I'm a smoothie boy. Are you really? I love smoothies. Yeah? Yes. I, yeah, give me an, so I do apple, spinach, mm. um, peanut butter, sometimes an occasional fig, um, date, not fig. I was about to say, date. You, can you get figs seasonally? Because that's my favorite fruit. Figs and if you are, could tell me where to get them, I'd freak out. I like out. figs. Um, Emily really loves figs. It's her, yeah, favorite figs. They're so I good. I love figs. Um, and, and I do some like chia seeds and blend it all up and it's so good. But so I think like, don't, maybe my cooking advice would be don't underestimate 
how like getting new equipment or getting a new pan or getting a new like dish could really influence how well you're able to cook because for so long i was like no i don't need this blender because it's like it's just going to be superfluous and like yeah I, i'm never going to use it or, or like i should be able to eat healthy without it but it was like it wasn't until i bought it that i was like like oh what other like combinations could i try throwing in this like i can do mm -hmm. a savory dish i can do like an avocado banana pudding which Ooh. tasted good on day one but not so good on day 13 Ew! Uh, it no. was so bad. Don't eat it that stunk. after thirteen. <laughs> Did you eat it after thirteen? I like. Days? I like tried a bite because I I pulled it. I pulled it out. I was like, oh, this stinky, stinky dish, and and then I tried a bite and I was like, oh, this. I can't believe you. This tasteful dish. And yeah, rotten. The word is rotten. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would think, like, yeah, you take two things that rot very easily, a banana and avocado, you put them together in a nice little, like, yeah. pudding, and you leave it in the fridge for 13 days, it's like, that's gonna rot. Um, I guess other cooking advice would, would be, so this is advice for the food companies. Um, <laughs> like Baby like, Bell? Yes, okay. so this is for the Baby Bells of the world, okay. and Baby Bell has done this very well. Um, Baby Bell, my personal sponsor... <laughs> It's not a podcast, it's the Derek Elf sponsor. <laughs> Derek Elf, feet Baby Bell, feet Virgil Abloh's Off-White, streetwear. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, feet Pete Davidson. Um, oh, gosh. So, so, uh, so this advice is for the food companies. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm going to now take adopt a more serious tone. This, or try to. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, I so I waste more food than I'm comfortable admitting. Okay. Because I have, I, I just, like, have a real, I, I don't know. I don't always eat at my apartment. I often go out to eat, or I'm at a friend's house, or I'm at Emily's house, or, like, you know, I'm always kind of, like, I'm, I'm an urbanite on the go and and I just feel like every every like and and I'm not advocating for smaller packaging but more of it I'm mm -hmm. advocating for like like s stop making like somebody make a a ingredient list for someone for one person living alone in Lincoln Park who doesn't want to buy like a huge like because bulk has become Dude, like preach. such a big thing yeah in like so like costco sells like you know such like huge bulk buys which mm -hmm. which is great and it's probably even less packaging but it, it's potentially for me it's more food waste because i'm yeah. like oh i have all this food now and i can't eat it like i i would love just and I know that, that Urban Spoon and, like, mm -hmm. maybe some, like, HelloFresh or some of those, like, delivery services that deliver single yeah, meals, but also it. it's, like, yeah, you still have to cook it. And and I just want something that, like, I can go down to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And and I think so maybe it's it's for, like, encourage people to buy smaller quantities. Yeah. And... And have and I'm lucky to say that because I live across the street from a grocery store, yeah. and not everyone does. And um, 
But yeah. in in this urban environment, there should totally be more like single serve and like actual single serving meals. Right. I mean, you look at the pack, the back of things, and it's just like, oh yeah, one serving is half of a cookie. Yeah. And you're just right. Like, why Why are you doing this? Like, yeah. Can we please? It obviously we're not going <laughs> to me. bless you. Um, three sneezes, everyone. Um, but we're, we're, we're rule of thirds. Rule of three comedy. The right funniest there. sneezes. Uh, but, <laughs> Landed um, that last one. <laughs> you're like, I gotta get the third one out. <laughs> it's funnier this way. Um, Shout out Dell. <laughs> thanks, Dell. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. Put it in the description. To be fair, anyone who's listening to this knows who Dell Close is. So all, I would imagine all five so. people that are listening to this podcast right. are just like <laughs> Dell Close. We enjoy a nice Dell reference. Um, but no, I mean, so we're not gonna like, like the. Cola, fat, like Coca Cola, we're, we're no one's. They don't care. They're going to continue making it as like, like addictive as possible. Right, right. But like, there are totally brands out there that should just be like, yeah, here it is. It's this is one serving. Yeah, take it. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be like, I would love to be on the front lines of that because like, I'm honestly getting. I'm I'm very interested in conservation right now, and I've recently started composting. Yeah, and like, it'll change your life. Everyone should compost. Uh, it's and it really you really see how much food you waste. Yeah, like every day. Yeah, it's in, it's honestly insane to yeah. see how much food that you just just cooking just now like just like ends of onions, ends of what else did I cut up? I don't remember. Um, but like a, a, like cucumbers earlier today. Yeah. Um, and knowing that like oh it's gonna be okay because it's gonna go in a community garden two blocks from here and it's gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um. I, I really feel like a lot of the work that, um, the company I work for, um, in kind of my day job, but sometimes is a night job, sometimes is the middle of the weekend job, but like, I enjoy it. I really do. Um, and, and it supplements doing improv comedy and, yeah. and music in Chicago. And it's, you know, um, so it's a terrific gig, but, um, we, we have kind of a subsidiary of, of uh, that, that kind of like, uh, is, is focused on some of those Mm -hmm. issues of like, of like getting food to in rural communities or, or in places that maybe don't have access to really healthy food, um, being able to increase access and also increase the, um, accessibility of, of like natural and organic foods as a whole. Like it, like it's not just for people who, know how to pronounce it like yeah it, yeah. it can be for everyone and yeah. it's like just as cheap sometimes as mcdonald's or it's just as cheap as like uh you know some like fast food chains mm-hmm. um i uh yeah and so i feel like that work has been has been really good and like we're also you know also trying to reduce waste and, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that there may be irre- irreversible climate damage by 2040 i yeah. think it makes everyone uh should make everyone nervous and uh the ipcc report should probably not uh leave anyone unstirred and so i think a lot of of what i think about through my job as well is like um you know how how can we be uh you know better patrons of the environment and i'm certainly not like 
on the front lines of that. I have, mm-hmm. you know, friends who I feel like are, and, and other people who are constantly thinking about the, like, environmental impact of, of what they do. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, trying to make, like, a small dent in it. Um, yeah. And also just, yeah, I think, like, it's hard to think of healthy food as being accessible sometimes. Like, because the default is is unhealthy food. And like, oh, for it's sure. Way more convenient. Uh, and you know. prepackaged. I mean, I've been shopping at uh, Trader Joe's because it is more affordable, and they do actually have very healthy options in terms of produce. Um, but everything there is completely overpackaged. It's, yeah. it's a little ridiculous, like the amount of things that they wrap in plastic. Um, and I, I can't for the life of me figure out why they do it, other than it's just easier to ship it that way right and, i guess and, i don't know um but i would i would love to know more about how your company is handling that um like maybe off the podcast yeah. too um just because i it's something that i've been looking into at my company is we we have we have a recycling program in place but no one uses it and i've been researching recycling in chicago quite a bit and Chicago only recycles, as of, I think, 2016 or 2017, only recycled 9.1% of our waste. Wow. Which is oh my God. absurd, especially yeah. when you compare That's it crazy. to cities like San Francisco, who recycle 80% of their waste. Wow. And what are we, like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, right. It, it's yeah. obviously possible. Yeah. Um, so what is, what is the holdup? And I think right now... You know, with um, a mayoral election coming up in January, like, this could be a very good uh, time to start having those larger, more public discussions about yeah. these types of things. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's sad that I feel like the environment isn't what's on the ballot. Um, I'm thinking about it tomorrow, agree. like, the, and, and certainly there are just uh, causes on on the ballot and people who support really just causes and are yeah. trying to enact great change in other places but I'm and, and it's hard to, to care about every single issue but yeah. I feel like the environment is is our is our common home and it's like we it's literally something we we have to do or pay the price for and like yeah uh or our our children and grandchildren will pay the price for i mean i'm i'm honestly baffled that it's not a bigger deal that and that the political parties aren't talking about it more i i think it should i don't understand how it's not a bipartisan issue i mean i understand i i get it you know but but i mean literally something i read the other day something like um only 5% of birds had plastic in their digestional tracts in the 1950s, as opposed to today, uh, like 80% of birds, maybe it was 90, which, and what, what are we doing? Yeah. The, the, the coral reefs are going to be gone in our lifetime. The, most of the animal populations are going to be gone. I mean, we, people need to hear this. People need to do something about this. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, yeah. pe- people think you sound insane talking about, you know, how we're going to be living in like a fallout style environment. But like, it's not that far off. I I was just having this conversation yesterday. I was like, how can you how can you bring children into this world right now when we don't have the resources? 
Or when we have yeah. them, we're just misusing them. Yeah, I think a lot of people have a similar thought, like mm-hmm. the thought process of, yeah, that it's a really, um, it's an issue that we all have to solve together and at a time when our politics in this country are are so divisive Mm -hmm. and like very polarized so but that shouldn't matter in our the commonality of the environment that we live in yeah um so yeah i mean i'm i i there is a like straw ballot measure i think in illinois mm-hmm. i voted in indiana so I, I oh voted, i voted for it in uh, in illinois i voted yes we should ban we should ban straw yeah and i think that i i um i, I don't know i've read some i've read things on both sides or there there's apparently some um like i i so ultimately i i feel like getting rid of i don't I try not to use straws, like, getting rid of plastic, uh, that kind of waste is really good. I think there was some, like, maybe, like, people with, who are handicapped or have some, like, disability that, um, that, that there's maybe something, um, that Um, it's advantageous. I don't know. I totally empathize with that. I, I totally empathize that there are, uh, many people in our community that benefit from having straws because they can't drink out of a glass Mm-hmm. Uh, with without one, um, and I don't think anyone's saying that we have to completely do away with straws. I think a restaurant can absolutely have reusable straws on hand for something like that. They should, or like bamboo straws. Yeah, or like yeah, Some, there's or, lots of yeah, or solutions. maybe maybe we can find a, a solution that will work for everyone, but it's not necessarily made. Exi- we we don't just because. Just because this is the current solution doesn't mean it has to be the solution. Yeah. So, I mean, we could totally find some sort of renewable way of creating a straw. Or, I mean, as someone who's... I mean, my my mom was in a wheelchair for years. Um, Obviously, she didn't didn't struggle with, like, feeding herself. So, I don't mean to compare her struggles to someone who has to use a straw to, like, eat or drink. Um, But... I, I do think that if you have a disability, um, as someone who has a ton of food allergies, I am I am prepared for that conversation when I go out into the public and use a, a public service or public space. And so I, I think we're kind of discrediting the disabled community a little bit by saying, oh, well, no, they, we have to provide them with straws, which number one, we can totally provide them with reusable straws. And number two, I think a disabled person is very familiar with having to bring their own. They still have the agency to, yeah. Exactly. To make, yeah, make their own in a public space. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, and I'm ultimately also like, like so much of the detriment to our climate is is inherent in enterprise yeah right it's like yeah it's gonna take a and maybe that is maybe straws are where the like the shift changes but uh, yeah i i don't know where's the last straw i'm sorry (laughs) sorry for what i did uh this is the last straw that (laughs) that should have been that should have been the yes ballot measure like the band straws like yeah, the last straw i bet it was it that that <laughs> like, been so good they miss i mean they're in 
the home of comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they're, not, if they're not striking gold with a slogan... Then what, what are they even doing? Yeah. Um, to the point I think you were trying to make, and I don't mean to jump onto your, your point here, but with everything I just said, I also completely understand that straws, like removing straws from the equation isn't right. going to save the world. Um, and we do need to hold corporations accountable for their pollution, and we need to just have less waste in general. Um, but I also think that we, we have to do everything that we can. If you can do the big thing, definitely do the big thing, but yeah. then still do the small thing. Yeah, I, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Still, like, yeah, small things matter too. And, like, behavior change in... Changing our behavior and changing the way we think about the climate may sometimes be as simple as like um you know it, it isn't it isn't ever going to be as simple as like planting a tree or getting rid of right. straws but it it's a start like it's a place to like yeah get involved maybe in some way or say like and and maybe that's arguing for this like snowball effect but i do think people are like oh yeah i planted a tree on or i got a tree to take home on arbor day and yeah. maybe that sets like a a kind of precedent for maybe how i think about the climate as an adult and and you know uh and hopefully how we as collectively as a society think about the planet um so I totally agree. I, yeah. I feel like we should wrap it up because we've been talking for a long time, but yes. I'm really glad that we brought all this up at the end too yeah. because it's, I, it's really important and I think I, I, I think more people need to be addressing this. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, and not unrelated to food for sure. No, definitely not. And I mean, I love food and want, you know, to be able to keep eating. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Martina, thank you. Derek! Ah!